This is the Zone Sports Network. Back to Joe and he'll flush. And it's time to hear from the best looking, most charismatic, and certainly the most intelligent member of the Utah Jazz. Jingle Bells! Joe Ingles. Gives it back to Joe till the cop slams it in. And yes, for the record, Joe wrote this introduction. This is the Joe Ingles Show (laughs) with DJ and PK. Who? On 97.5, 1280, The Zone. And The Zone Sports Network. The Joe Ingles Show with DJ and PK is brought to you by Cypress Credit Union. For a limited time only, get a free Utah Jazz signed Joe Ingles jersey when you open a new dream checking account with direct deposit at Cypress Credit Union. Cypress Credit Union, your future is our future. Time to welcome in Joe Ingles. Joe, good morning. Morning. I know it's always a good morning when you're taking your kid to school and then uh, doing whatever you do with the rest of your day, but is it a little better when the playoff series win is in the back pocket? Oh, for sure. No, no doubt. Obviously, uh, the first part's very, very enjoyable, getting to, to take my, well, to take Jacob to school this morning. Uh, Unfortunately, Miller's on her summer break at the moment um, before she starts summer school. So, um, yeah, just dropped Jacob off and, um, yeah, very nice to win the series. Um, I guess kind of get ready for the next one. Obviously not, not knowing who we're playing yet, but kind of start to think about the next round. Use this next couple of days until we know to, to get some rest and get some treatment and um, get ready for, for whatever, whoever we're going to be playing next. Joe, I want you to get me Donovan Mitchell's autograph because he is a bad, bad man. How fun was it to watch that? You cut out at the start of that. I heard bad, bad man. <laughs> <laughs> Talking about Donovan Mitchell. I want his autograph, oh, man, because yeah. this kid is incredible. Yeah, I mean, it's. I've said it a few times. It's, it's just not surprising to me anymore, and it hasn't been for a very, very long time. Um, we. Uh, but he does. Like we see it on a daily basis of practice. You see the work he puts in. Um, I've talked about the film. Um, just, just all that, all those things to prepare and be as ready as possible. Um, and then, obviously, at the end of the day, he's also got that. Um, I don't know what you call it, X factor. Actually, to to go out there and do it. Like you can prepare and work as hard as you want, but. Um, Sometimes it doesn't translate, or not not all of it will translate. But he goes out there, and um, I mean, I know I know he's been great. I think the the best thing and the, the coolest part about how he's been playing is the the poise and the the reads off pick and roll. I think he he had that one turnover where he got blitzed, and I think he stepped on the line, or the ball went over the, the half court line. And apart from that, he, he's like they've played so many different styles of defense in this series against him um, whether it be dropping the big all the way back and like letting the guard kind of fight over and under whether it be, be blitz the, the big at the point of the screen switching um, I mean you name it they did it this series and um, yeah just to see his poise and his his reads against them is is second to none so um, that was that was the coolest part for me and 
I mean, yeah, it makes everyone else's job a lot easier when he's playing at the level that he's playing at. So I get a lot of what you're saying, and I agree, but i got to say that last minute of the first half still stunned me. I mean, the look on his yeah. face, the way he was talking, he made you look like, you know, you, you, the stuff you say on the court is nothing. He was going at Dylan, <laughs> and I thought, honestly, I know everyone hates Dylan Brooks. I thought Dylan Brooks' defense on the shot with 48 seconds left, I thought he stayed with Donovan a long time. The replay showed Donovan yeah. trying to grab with the left hand. It'd be an offensive foul. It's like he's hooking him, sweeping out of the way. I mean, i got to give Dylan Brooks a ton of credit, and Donovan still stuck that shot in his face. No, for sure. I mean, it was, I think that last one, myself and JC, or I can't remember who was on the court, were like wide open on the other side. It was just like, you could tell that Donovan gets in these like modes sometimes. <laughs> um, and it's like, it doesn't matter. He got five guys on him. And if you like, we all stand there very confident that he's going to score. Um, obviously, the, the talk between him and Brooks was something that, um, I think Brooks actually initiated a lot of it when Donovan was out that first game, and um, Donovan wasn't going to let him uh, <laughs> kind of get the, the upper step and, um, and be the one walking away with a series or a game or anything. So, um, uh, like you said, though, I think um, I know everyone hates Brooks, but I mean the kid competes his ass off. He, he plays extremely hard. He's, he's obviously super talented. Um, I mean, one of the things. <laughs> We talked about a lot. I think the big. I think he. There was a stat that came up in one of our meetings that I think he led the league in fouls this year. So obviously that's a big part. And I think he fouled out two or three of the games. He had four or five in a couple of them. He had three or four in the first half of one of them. Like that, that's the stuff that's obviously hurting him a little bit because he can't be out there as much as he, he his team needs him to be. So um, I know everyone hates him, but you've got to give him credit for. Regardless of the score of the series, he, he does play the same way. Um, but yeah, I think obviously Donovan. Um, I mean, it's yeah. <laughs> I don't know what you expect to do against Donovan when he's he's in that frame of mind and that aggressive and that confident. I'm always fascinated, Joe, on what motivates professional NBA players who are already at the highest level and what gets them going beyond. Because I think just. Walking into the building should be a ton of motivation. So from your perspective, when you see trash talking or whatnot, and you hear guys on whatever uh, radio show, television, well, I'm going to pick the Grizzlies, or I don't think the Jazz are this good or whatever, how much does that actually motivate an individual to go out and maybe be a little bit better? I mean, some of it's just funny. Uh, I think some of it is you can clearly see in some instances people are literally just saying things for people to retweet or talk about or um, like there's, there's no, there's just no like facts in what they're saying. They're literally saying something about an individual or about a team, whether it be the Jazz aren't good or not going to win or whatever it may be, Joe sucks, Donovan Sullivan, whatever the, the narrative behind it is. Um, and they're literally just saying it for the for the, the clicks or the retweets or the, the the conversation. Like, oh, radio host X said this, and they get their name in the media a little bit. So some of it's just ridiculous. Um, some people, uh, I think, genuinely have debates with, I don't know, their guest or the the co-host or whatever it is, and. 
make bring up good points or talk about interesting things. Um, I think the ones I think there's certain people or or shows or whatever you want to call it that you can read or see that you just like they're literally doing this for clicks and then some of it's like like I said you can tell that it's they're, they're genuinely having a debate about will the Memphis Grizzlies beat the Jazz or will they steal two games at home or whatever the the case is so some of it can motivate like I, I think individually individuals take it differently um, people could tell me I'm the best player in the world or the worst player in the world and it's not going to affect me the way there's three or three people and a baby at home that are the ones that I, I play for and that I want to, to respect from and the, to, to make proud. Um, and there's a, a locker room and a coaching staff that, that the same same thing. For, for And this is me. I'm talking about myself personally. So maybe Donovan reads something and does take it personally and, and goes out there and wants to prove something, something wrong. Um, everyone is different. For, for me, it's my, my family and, and my teammates um, and coaching staff, that kind of inner core of, of our, our jazz group. Um, if I'm doing what they need me to do and they know what I'm doing um, and I'm making them proud and doing um, what I need to do for us to win, then I'm going to sleep well at night. You can tweet to me whatever you want. It's going to uh, be water of a dust bag. So... Um, everyone takes it differently. It's just, uh, I don't know, like you said, some people use it as motivation, some people disregard it and don't even kind of have a second thought about it. So when Donovan Mitchell is hitting these dramatic threes, everybody can enjoy it and appreciate it, but there's a lot of little things that Quinn and the coaching staff ask out of you guys and in the scouting report and practices and you get deep in the series, you've probably heard it over and over. We hear some of it in the Zoom calls, and I, and I try to watch for it. I'm curious what the little things are that the coaches, whether it's the assistant you work with or whether it's Quinn, really appreciate. And I'll give you an example. One thing I saw, Valanciunas was uh, just a beast on the offensive boards early in the series, and I thought Rudy really tried to run him. And I think that's been a point of emphasis for a long time. And it's hard for the seven-foot guys to get up and down the court. But Rudy was in a full-in sprint a few times. Valanciunas is trying to keep up with him. I'm thinking, man, Valanciunas doesn't play at altitude. This has just got to kill him over the course of a game. And it probably makes him less of a factor on the backboards. We all appreciate Donovan going for 30, but what are some of the little things you did to win the series? Yeah, I think what you said at the start, it's the stuff we focus on as a team that we know can help us win games. And then there's stuff individually. Um, like as a, as a group, I think the, one of the, there's a couple of Valentinas is kind of involved in both really. The, the rebounding was something that, was something that we, we had focused on. And, um, obviously Rudy getting hits and the, and the guards getting hits because they were they are a team that crash and they crash the boards and um, <laughs> the games that they were in the game and the games that they um, made a run and when we had those leads they were, were games that we had or, or they had offensive rebounds 16, 17 offensive rebounds or 6 in a quarter uh, or 4 or 5 in a 3 or 4 minute stretch they're the ones that um, where the games were close or they got the game back um, the turnovers, obviously, for us is something that we, we focused on a lot. Uh, we, we know we're going to turn the ball over at times because we move the ball. 
bad ones that, that get them out in transition. Um, and I think as, as individuals, there's different things that different guys do in, in different games, or in this case now series. Um, I think, I mean, for, for me, it was quite obvious the last couple of games how bad I was playing and trying to get in a flow a little bit. And it was like, all right, what can I do to help? Like, I can push the ball when I've got the ball and, like, get JC an, an easy touch or push it and, and pitch it to Donovan and get him downhill without him having to bring it up against pressure. Um, like, getting hits on the defensive end so Rudy's not down there fighting by himself. Whatever things we can do, I guess, for me personally, but everybody's kind of in the same frame of mind. Um, like, what, what can we do to, to make it easier for the teammate? What can we do to... Um, help on a possession to, to help Rudy on a rebound and, and ultimately everybody's goal at the end is, is to win the game so yeah I can miss every shot but can I get out there and, and get for me like it's like with that second year like get JC touches in the right spot get Donovan some possessions where he doesn't have to bring the ball up every time or usually usually it's Mike um, obviously more Donovan last night in the second half um, can I get Rudy a, a touch on a roll um, when they're playing a certain style of defense. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's it's different. And obviously the next series as a team, whoever we play will, will be different to what these ones are. There might be some some similarities that, that, that kind of roll over to the next series, but it will be some different things, whether it be the, the, the Mavericks or the Clippers. Um, and then again, same thing individually. Like, what, what can we do? as each individual to, to help our group and, again, ultimately um, win a game and, and win four games in a, in a series. So if shots aren't falling, and you've already acknowledged that they weren't falling for you in this series, uh, is it easy, hard to maintain confidence? Um, I mean, it's easy to maintain confidence because I know I put the work in. I know I shoot every day and I go and do this routine and I get extra shots up and I, I know I'm doing the right things. Um, it's not like I missed a few shots and decided to sit on the couch and get drunk with a beer and pizza and try and like wipe my sorrows away. Um, I know I'm doing the, the the right things in the process to, to to make shots. Like I, I mean, some nights they they go in, some nights they don't. And right. when they're not, like I said, I've got I've got to find other ways to to still be effective, to still help. Donovan, Rudy, Mike, JC, all our all our guys. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, I've, I mean, we've talked about it a million times. Like, I'm not going to force shots, and um, if I've missed a few shots because I, well, obviously, I, I want to make shots. I'm not going out there to miss, um, but I'm not going to force shots just to score, or just to make a couple three. I'm not going to take bad shots to do that. Um, I think there's there's other ways I can impact the game and through some of those things I was I was saying before. So um, yeah, I mean it's it's definitely frustrating. It's not like I woke up this morning and was like, yes, I didn't make a shot. Like this is awesome. Um, but I, I know I I do the right things every day to put myself in a position to to make those shots. And there's usually, like I said, the shots I take are the ones that I do practice. So um, yeah, if only if anything stats and everyone looks up that it just means i'm in for a, a little run here to, to yeah. make a string of a lot of shots in a row and and then if you make a lot of shots in a row i think the beer and pizza sounds pretty good too <laughs> <laughs> i think i'll hold off that for a little while but uh 
no, it'll be it'll be nice. Obviously, it's. I mean, it was. It is frustrating. It's not like I like I said. It's not like I. It, it was. It's like a double-edged sword. It's obviously I was extremely happy we won the series and um, we're able to do it, especially the last couple of games. Just myself not not playing well or not up to to my standard or what I believe I can do to to help the group. Um, but we won the series and. I won't swear like I was going to swear, um, but we won the series, and, and I know myself, and, and obviously my teammates and stuff, and the uh, some of the bozos on Twitter. Um, everyone knows I can play play better. I know that um, first and foremost, and um, I'll make sure I, like I said, get get some rest, get some treatment, and, and get ready for this uh, for this next series whenever we start. So I saw some uh, headlines in the news about Australia this week and it made me think of you, Joe. I saw a thing about uh, Australians and can they travel and go on vacation, or as Aussies like to say, on holiday. And there's real strict uh, restrictions on leaving the country and coming back because of the coronavirus pandemic. And I'm curious, are you going to be able to go home this summer? Are there rules? Have you looked into that? Or is your wife looking into that? Uh, we've looked into it. It's actually... I laugh, but it's not funny at all. It's actually been it's actually been really tough on on both of us and our and our family, um, as you guys know. And, and probably we we do go home every summer um, usually. Uh, last the summer just gone, we obviously couldn't with COVID being as kind of hot as it was at that time. Um, and like you said, is uh, Australia had some some fairly strict rules. Um, and still do to this day. The rules have not changed since um, since kind of COVID first kind of, I guess, blew up the way it did. Um, so it's actually been pretty tough on our, just kind of our, I guess, our little family here, um, not being Renee super close with her family, her parents, not being able to, not being able to obviously come over here. Um, I mean, they could come over here, but they're, they're obviously older too, and and the travelling, and they're not vaccinated. Vaccinated. I think Australia's had like one or two percent vaccinated in the country because of how well they did do early on um, with kind of shutting it out and kind of shutting the country down to a certain extent, or at least people travelling into the country. Um, and obviously, yeah, like uh, like I said, we we haven't been able to go home either. So it's been. I think it's just over two years now, give or take, of us seeing anyone that's close to us. Um, not even just for us, for, for the kids. Um, I mean, Jack's nearly seven months now and has never met a family member. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's it, it's been rough. Obviously, we, are, we understand why Australia has the rules they have because of, the, like, they're living normally in Australia. They're in a lockdown right now because of, I think like 20 cases or something, and they shut the. They're about to be 10 or 12 days into a, I think a 14 day lockdown um, over like 30 or 40 cases. Um, so yeah, I mean it's been tough, but we understand why they're doing and why they've got the rules. I guess that they've got, but um, at the end of the day, it doesn't make it any easier not seeing anyone um, close to you for for a couple of years. Well, here's to knocking down threes in the second round, Joe. We're behind you. I'm good, man. Uh, like I said, I, I know I put the work in. I know it's frustrating, obviously, for myself. It's probably frustrating for fans watching, being like, why doesn't he just make a shot? Like, <laughs> <laughs> I, 
I've never once gone out there and like, I'm going to go 0 for 6 tonight or whatever. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's frustrating, but like I said, I'll, I'll use these few days to, to get right and get ready and rest up and um, put, put in some work, obviously, and um, yeah, get, get ready for this next series. And, I mean, it can't get much worse than the last couple of games, can it? So I can only go up. There you go. You're due. It's a baseball expression. Have Donovan explain it to you. I've heard he's kind of into baseball a little bit. Yeah, I'm going to win a lot of money on our bets, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> I knew you'd bring that up. All right, Joe. Thanks for joining us. We appreciate it. We'll talk to you again next week. Of course. Appreciate it, guys. All right. There's Joe Ingles, DJ and PK. It's 97.5 and 12.80 The Zone. More in a moment. Everything you missed in this show. The Jazz are wrapping up their series. They're not the only team. Now the focus on the Mavericks and Clippers. Who's going to win that series? And Danny Ainge's comments about his future this morning on Boston Radio. That's all coming up next. Stay with us. For the Utah Jazz. Get out of the way. Round one is done. Got it! As Donovan Mitchell, Rudy Gobert, and Mike Conley sent the Grizzlies pack. Donovan! Now it's on to round two as the Jazz make a push to an NBA title. I live for the hunt. I live for it. Won't stop till I get what I want. Won't stop. I don't care what it takes. Yo, Ingles! Jordan Clarkson! Hear every second of every moment of Utah Jazz playoff basketball. It's all about survival. Right here on your exclusive home of the Jazz. 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. The Zone Sports Network. Flex, Rudy, flex! Simmons with it to Harris. Fakes on Gafford. Drives it, runner with the right hand, and in. And that'll do it. The Sixers are leading by 21. Trey Young in the middle. Trey gets the pick. Fires a long three, and he makes it. Bray hits the long three from way downtown. Into the backcourt. It's run down by Hardaway. Two on one. Up top for Dodgers. One times it home off the board. And a timeout by Ty Lue. Dodgers with 2.20 remaining. Backs up against Mann as they spread the floor. Shot clock at six. Right corner, Porzingis for three. Good! He knocked it down. And a timeout by Ty Lue. Highlights from around the NBA. Four games last night. Three of them closeout games, and the three teams are up 3-1, all won, all ended the series. The Jazz knocked out the Grizzlies. Atlanta knocked out the Knicks. And Philadelphia, playing without Joel Embiid, eliminated the Washington Wizards. So those series are all in five. Philly's going to play Atlanta in the second round. The Jazz now wait for the Mavericks and the Clippers. And PK, yeah. that was a weird game. What game? The Clippers game. Yeah. The, the Mavericks game. The Clippers were up. It looked like comfortably in the middle of the game, but there's a long way to go. Sure enough, the Mavericks reeled them in, had a little bit of a lead late, hit a couple of big hoops. Porzingis hit a three. They went up 10 with 2.13 to go, and they still ended up sweating out the final few seconds. But they got it done. Now if they win tonight, game one will be the Vivint Arena, one thirty Sunday. Tickets gonna go on sale. They're kind of full capacity. This eighteen three oh six. Is that what it is? Yep. Is, that, is it three oh six now? Okay, so you can get involved. Well, either way, they'll have a game one here. If the Clippers should win tomorrow night, then it'll be pushed back. But that's great news from the Jazz perspective. And at this point, I don't really care who they play. Uh, just get Conley healthy. You can make a case. Well, the Mavs aren't as good, uh, but they managed to win, so it'll be easier. Well, the Clippers. They will give you an opportunity to have more rest because they'll force a game seven. 
and either way, you should, if there's a game six, the Mavs win, then they got to hop on a plane, come here, quick turnaround, Sunday afternoon, no less, not in the evening. That's an advantage uh, if it goes the other way. The Clippers, they would have a quick turnaround uh, if they play Game 7 on Sunday, and Conley can have more rest. and So you can just uh, spin yourself uh, around and around on that. Absolutely. Jazz is going to have to play well no matter who they play. Uh, I'm I'm comfortable with either team at this point. If it does go 7, you do get more, es- more rest on the front end, but usually they make you make it up with a back-to-back the next weekend. So, What do you mean back-to-back? Like games on consecutive days. No. It's the one time they do it in the playoffs. No. Okay. But yeah. No. <laughs> They've done it before. They may not do it now. I haven't seen this. I they haven't won't. seen the schedule. I promise I you. Say, that would be t- good. I hope you're right. With the TV okay. networks now, I think they don't. No, that's what he was going to say, and he said it because he was right saying it. Dang, dude. Thanks for saying it. it. Dang, you got something to Tom. say? Say it. Dang. Don't spit it. Say it. Dang, Tom. <laughs> yeah, I just you know the, what? I don't what? see the network signing up for a back to back. That's just me. Right. I don't think we'll see that. Danny Ainge went on the radio in Boston. You got that, Yach? Let's hear it with Danny's own uh, own voice. Because he retired, and so there are people think that he's all done. And then there's just a ton of stories floating around out there about this is just. The first step in a transition to some kind of role with the Utah Jazz. And so, does he want to work? Does he not want to work? How much does he want to work? What's going on there? So, he goes on a, uh, a morning show in Boston, WBZFM, and he basically gets that question, and here's Danny Ainge's response. Been, has there been any kind of contact? Anyone calling you yet? No, I don't. I, you know, I haven't really made myself available. Um, but no, it would probably be too early for that. I need I need some time off. I need to get away. And um, but listen, I don't want to. I don't want to not do anything the rest of my life. I want to work, but I don't want to do very much. So there's not that many people out there looking for somebody to hire to do very little and pay. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so you're not like going to grow a beard and. Go- oh, we went to the Letterman reference there. Apparently, yeah, grow the beard. See Dick Van Dyke getting his Kennedy Center honors. He's he's growing a big old beard. Yeah, he's too. like 100 years old. I know he's got a big old fuzzy <laughs> beard. <laughs> so I hear that, and I think of the Jerry West consultant type job. You know, West famously ran the Lakers, the Grizzlies briefly, and then he went to the Warriors and Clippers as a consultant. And so you keep your hand in it, but you don't have the day to day wear and wear and tear and grind and all that. And Kevin O'Connor, same thing. He's no longer in charge, but he still works for the Jazz. He lives on the East Coast. It's a short flight to scout the tournaments in the Bahamas and Puerto Rico. You know, pick the right tournaments, PK. Don't hit that midseason event, you know, somewhere in the Midwest. Yeah, I don't know what he's interested in. I can't say. Is that enough to keep him satisfied? Because that sounds good, and for some people it is good. And Jerry West was in his 70s, too, when he's doing that stuff, Ainge is 62. Yes. That's a different animal. What was what was Jerry doing at 62? I don't think he was consulting at 62, was he? I don't think he was. Right. So he that came later. Uh, so I can't speak to what Ainge wants in his life because it sounds good, but when if you're in it but you're not really in it, is that torture? Would you rather be all the way out? Because if you're in, you got to be all the way in. I mean, everybody's wired differently. 
he's had a lot of success <clears throat> as a player, and he did win a title in Boston. I mean, it's only one, but it's still one. Uh, I, mean, I realize Boston, you had 16, you had a bunch, and then you got 17, and now it's been a whole lot up before, and you haven't gotten any, you haven't gotten the 18th. But, but he's gotten the one in the 30, well, it's one in 35 years now. And he's got the one. 35 years since Bird's last, last title. Yeah, and Jerry West at 62 was launching the Shaq Kobe three-peat. He would have turned 62 in 2000 when they won the first of their yeah. three in a row. So, so he was still right. Eyeball deep. He was still right in the middle of everything. Right. All right. Well, there it is from Danny Ainge. His own his own lips this morning. That's what he's saying and about what he's just, thinking. The he also gets not even the cold. He <laughs> also he also has. I know, but he's going to go on the radio show, and they're going to ask the question. But so, I, you wouldn't get calls. I wouldn't think within twenty four hours. Right. Well, we saw Andy Reid. He got fired by. Yeah, but that was a. And, he's a coach. He's at the ground level, and the, and they knew that was coming. Uh, I see that, and football is such a different animal. So I get your point. I think he could have calls by now, but I don't know that he'd have all the calls he's going to get. Well, he doesn't want, I don't even think he wants calls. He said he didn't make himself available. Right. So So there could be something out there that he doesn't know anything about yet. Caribbean. All right. Kicking back. Nice. Uh, Key West. He said he wants time off. Hit the keys. So we'll see where he goes with that. There's all kinds of rumors and speculation. You can hear anything if you want to talk to enough people. At the same time, the Celtics acted very quickly. It was like the next morning. Well, that was I think, a major move. Right, but I think that they'd had that set up. Yeah, but up. that's two big major moves. Yes, but they had them set up. I don't think Danny woke up after the playoff loss and said, I think I'll retire today. Well, that's great. Uh, what, what is it to the, to the players then? Brad Stevens was already out the door? To another office. Yes. That's not very good. You had a game to play. Yeah. Guys, I'm heading upstairs. I'll talk to you later. So I need you to be all in. Meanwhile, I'm out. Well, he's not all the way out. I mean, he's around the corner. I mean, he's still in the organization. He wasn't quitting the, the organization. Uh, and on it is different. I understand that, yes. Yeah. Anything else you'd like to share from the NBA? It's fantastic. <laughs> A.D. Strained groin. Says he'll be a game-time decision tonight, and his status is up to the Laker medical staff. I believe, based on watching him fall to the court, that he's too injured to play tonight. That's doctoring from a long way away. You want to repeat what you were told early in the week, and do you have any update? I don't have an update, but on Monday it was that they hope that they can get him back for a possible Game 7, which obviously eliminates 5 and 6. Now, I think the Lakers will play much better. Because they got run off the floor. It was LeBron. What did he say? We got our ass kicked or something? Yes, yeah, multiple times. Yeah, he so, repeated I mean, it. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's obvious. So say the obvious because there's it's no true. sense avoiding it. No sense dancing around it. Uh, and, but I do think they'll have a better effort. I think everything was pointing in the Suns' favor. Uh, so I, it's not inconceivable that they could win or can't win without him. I think that they can. I think they can win any one game. I think any team is capable of winning. Huge, yes, and huge X factor in this. How how's Chris Paul going to feel? He got the shoulder hit and was in obvious pain in Game Five. I mean, the guy is one hard screen away from going to the locker room at any given time. Well, then just have a soft screen. 
<laughs> I think it's a breakaway more, screen. I think it's more likely that someone will set a hard screen on it. Well, then go away from it. Uh, there's no sense diving into the wall and getting That's, yourself hurt. There's some truth to that. A, a James Jones, uh, he, he goes on the ra- he goes on the radio once a week down in Phoenix. Mm-hmm. I didn't see it. But or listen to it, I should say. But I saw a tweet where he said that Chris Paul will be ready to go. There's nothing more to say, which doesn't mean he's 100 percent by any right. stretch. Uh, but then, and no matter yeah. how he feels at the start of the game, if he gets hit or falls on it, it could be really different. His face, he wasn't faking that. It hurt. He wasn't 100 percent, and it gets hit or he lands on it, and he's obviously in a lot of pain. Uh, yeah, which makes them more but, beatable, but, but more vulnerable. Just, Take care of it. Don't run into screens. Don't die for the ball unless it's the end of the game and you got to have it. Play smart. Keep yourself upright. And they can screen you all you want, but keep away from it. And then it's up to your teammates. If there's a screen coming within 10 yards, you better scream it out. Denver's at Portland, 6 o'clock tonight. Denver's up 3-2 trying to end it. Suns at the Lakers, 8.30 tonight. Phoenix is up 3-2 trying to end it. Those games are both on TNT. And then the other thing today is to wait on the MRI with Mike Conley whenever the Jazz send out the results. Uh, Obviously, we're live and local all day long, so whatever hour, whatever show, uh, they'll be talking about whatever the word is on Mike Conley. I assume we'll hear something about when he'll be reevaluated. But how long will that be? Well, it all comes down to whether he can play. Mm -hmm. Not today. They're not playing today, so he didn't need to play today. Not playing today, not playing tomorrow. Right. Sunday at the earliest. So he's got three full days. It was Sunday at 1.30, you said, right? If they play. If they play. Yes. It'll either be Game 7 of the Clipper Mavericks series Sunday at 1.30, or Game 1 of the Jazz, whoever wins it series. Well, it'll be the Mavericks. Clippers can't win it in six. So it'll either be Mavericks-Clippers Game 7 or Jazz-Mavericks Game 1 Sunday at 1.30. Longtime Duke head coach Mike Shashevsky called it a career in one more year. Final year, victory lap. Doesn't want to go out on 13 and 11. Six years removed from his last NCAA title. He's got a couple of elite eights in the last, what, last four years. But he's three years removed from the elite eight, I think. So to even go out with a, a big season. But he's leaning on the one and dones, and not just one. Roster seems to have three, four, or five of them now. Yeah, and that's hard to maintain. You're going to be 75 years old, so uh, why not, man? Why, why not? And Schreier's only 33 years old. Associate head coach, never been a head coach, played at Duke, been on the staff at Duke. The torch will be passed to him. Yeah, the, the never been a head coach, it doesn't bother me that much. Really? As long as you've been in with Krzyzewski for a number of years. At a program like Duke. I get it. A lot of schools, it would be okay. But Duke is certainly one of the top ten, probably one of the top five programs. Oh, for right? sure. Duke, yes, North Carolina, Kentucky, and what? I'm running out of schools. So. Well, now they got Mark Pohl, man. Yeah. Kid comes back, he makes a major uh, press conference out of it. The guy's a genius mm-hmm. marketer, man. Mark Pope is. Uh, but... I think we've seen circumstances like this. You know, when North Carolina, Dean Smith left, Guthridge was not much older, but he stepped right in. They went to the Final Four. They did. So. he What did he do? Uh, did he do two years? I think he did two years. Uh, the fact that he's been there for a good long time 
You know, I think he's been there what uh, seven years. Yeah, he took yeah, over. Yeah, it'll be eight when he takes over. Wojciechowski, Steve Wojciechowski went to Marquette, kind of vacated yeah. that associate head coach job, and Shire moved into that position. Shishovsky has a coaching tree. He's got ex-players well, coaching all over the country. If you're Wojciechowski, you'd be thinking, I should have just hung on for a little while longer because he just got fired uh, from Marquette. Or, but for all yeah, we yeah. know, they talked to somebody else and like, I don't sure. want to follow the man. I'll yeah. follow the man. I'll follow the man who follows the man, man. right. Yeah. And Doherty did that. That didn't work. And that didn't work. That no. did not work at all. So it's a coach, and you don't know. I can't say he's going to be a slam dunk, but I'm comfortable with him being there uh, for a number of years and understanding what Duke is about. I mean, he hasn't been away from Duke. He's been right there in the front line with Duke. When we come back, your feedback on today's show and the Game 5 win for the Jazz. That's next. And it's all over almost here. Don't go nowhere. Take the zone with you wherever you go. Let's go. Download the all-new Zone Sports Network app on your phone and get live streaming of the zone as well as podcast editions of every show. From Salt Lake to Shanghai, Provo to Portugal, or Ogden to Oslo, wherever you go, we'll tag along. Let's go. Download the new Zone app by searching Zone Sports Network wherever you shop for apps. It's the Zone Sports Network app. From 97.5, 1280, The Zone, and The Zone Sports Network. Where is Joe Ingles in this playoff series? It's like Joey has tucked himself up into his mom's pouch, and he's nice and warm, and he doesn't want to come out. He's been non-existent in this series. Hey, are you guys going to have free jazz tickets and jazz swag at your upcoming live broadcasts and events that people can come to? I'm told the answer to swag is yes. Some combination of hats, t-shirts, sweatshirts, jerseys, something. Yes, some things, multiple. And most importantly, DJ will be available for uh, photos. I don't think that's true. Of course you will. Huh? Somebody okay. comes up to you and asks you to take a picture. You're going to say no? Oh, you, Are no, you no, that much more. of a friggin' diva no, that no, somebody's not. going to come up and say, can I get a picture with you? And you're going to say no. You have missed the point, Mr. Outraged. <laughs> That was precise. I was making the point. How can I miss the point? The point was I didn't think we had a remote coming up, and then I remembered we have one tomorrow at yes. Atlanta's golf tournament. And if you want to be at Thanksgiving Point tomorrow morning and get your picture taken with David James Nigeldorf III, you'll, you'll be able to do it. That's a fact. And please make out your payment to P.K. Kinahan. I, on the other hand, <laughs> don't even fund. talk to me. Oh, he'll take a photo with you. He's just yammering right now. <laughs> oh, I'm going to get up early and do my makeup. No, you're not. <laughs> if we're lucky, you'll comb your hair. But that's 50-50. Hey. You might be in a ball cap. In the morning when I may wake up, I cover my zits with makeup and say a little prayer for you. I'm a big Dion Warwick person. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's time to either talk more Dion Warwick or <laughs> what are we ragging on Joe Wingles for? Come on, man! He, so he missed a few shots. What they, they do? They want it all. They want to win by forty, not by thirty. Come on, Gary. I mean, he he'll be fine, man. 
Shot 38% for his career in the playoffs. And shot 35% in this series. When he goes for 40 in game two, I want you to remember. <laughs> He's not going for 40. <laughs> I think all of us would die and go to heaven if he went for 40. Though. If he does anything between 15 and 20, Jazz fans will be screaming and hollering and all sorts of pumped okay. up. I just want you to remember. If he goes for 40. Yes. <laughs> if he goes for 40, Donovan Mitchell is going to greet him coming off the court, and we're going to want to see it. <laughs> and it'll be a full house in this arena. 18306. He goes to the free throw line. People will be chanting MVP, and they'll be doing it in Australian. Clint tweets at us from now on a gentleman's sweep will be known as the Donovan Mitchell sweep. Mitchell's got the best winning percentage in the postseason so far. The only one who's 4 0. Milwaukee. And I'm talking on the team. Oh. <laughs> you said in the playoffs. For the Jazz. Well, you didn't say that. Well, we kind of talk about the Jazz a lot here. We've talked about all sorts of NBA playoffs this morning. You have. I'm only talking about the Jazz because they're the only team that I love and the only team that means anything to me. RJ, the Jazz fan, says the Jazz are now going to withhold Mitchell from playing in the first game of every playoff series to give the other team a chance. And then they'll bring him in and demolish him from game oh, two yeah. on. And I'm sure Mitchell would be totally on board with this plan. That's like a handicap in golf. I'll give you ten strokes. And I'll still I'll give, beat you. I'll give you no Mitchell in the first game. <laughs> But from then on, it's 350-yard drives down the middle of the fairway, and I'm making everything inside of 15 feet. Well, that'd be very impressive if you beat the Nets that way. <laughs> <laughs> He's sitting over there in that jacket. Whatever, dude! Just, just <laughs> waving at Harden and Durant. You better win this one. You imagine the pressure on the other team? Because you know he's coming back? Man, that'd be awesome. Uh, we've got one here from uh, Dr. Sarcastic Coog. Uh, yesterday's question, anybody expecting anything other than a Jazz closeout win tonight? And he replied, I hope for a closeout win, but I did not expect what we saw. That was the championship contender we believed the Jazz could be. Now, we hope they can maintain that kind of consistency the rest of the well, way. Well, they're not going to maintain that kind of consistency. <laughs> you, don't, you don't think they're going to come out and shoot 69% from the floor no. in the first quarter of every playoff game? No. Outrageous. I do not. But I don't think they need to. 60% from the arc? I don't think they're going to. And that was, uh, they bottled it and they needed. I do think it's not by accident, though. I think they wanted to just take away the will. Yes. Put this thing, this is a closeout game. We had three chances last year. We didn't get it done. And so let's just not, let's just kill this storyline. Who in the world wants to go back to Memphis? You know, Donovan actually talked about that after the game. He said, that's a three-hour flight to Memphis. And another game, and then it's a three-hour flight back. Nobody wants to do that. Nope. Nobody wants it. All right. Hans and Scott here up next with more on Game 5 and the series win over the Grizzlies.